Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today, we want to wish you guys a merry, merry Christmas. And today, we're going to be talking about the Christmas story. We are. But not the way it's normally told. We're going to look at, are we missing some of the facts and the details, and have we actually screwed up the Christmas story? We're going to go fact-finding. Let's go. Let's do it. What do you think of our Christmas music, Fuller? I, I, it's it's got a vibe to it. I like it. Janiel, does it pass? Does it pass the Christmas standard? You know, we would have forgotten Halloween music and Christmas music this year. Janiel was for all. Janiel. She's like, hey, I I need some good Christmas music, and I'm like, oh yeah. Well, the Halloween that. one. She said last year it was was it too Halloweeny? Is that what she said, or just <laughs> you said Halloweeny? <laughs> End of the show. Merry oh. Christmas. <laughs> but I like I the Christmas music this year. It's got a vibe. It's it's different, but it's good. Ooh, it's kind of like it abruptly ended. ends. It's just like, abruptly boom. ended. All right. All right. So people don't realize how hard it is to find good music for we've a been, podcast. We've tried slow jazz. We were listening to all sorts of stuff trying to figure it out. And uh, we finally settled on that. And it was really, really That was a nice good. little vibe. Well, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. How has... Well, actually, it hasn't really been Christmas yet because we still have two days till we Christmas. Still, we still... Yeah, on the second day of Christmas. Oh, sorry. Anyways, yeah. Two so, turtle doves. I had a thing like, what's the second day of Christmas? Two turtle doves and a pot. So we do have to say this, though. I feel like today is such a good day for the Christmas, for us to record the Christmas episode. The Christmas you know episode. Why? Because it's only middle of November. And it snowed today. It did snow and today. And it stuck. And the Christmas coffee hey! mugs came in. Look yeah. at these. Our YouTube video is like, wow. These are hot, dude. Dude, I got to say, you I you crushed it. it. I mean, I don't like to brag, but. But brag a little bit on yourself. This was, it was a good coffee mug. And I think, uh, I mean, you still got a chance to win it. Really? Well, you know, we have not done a great job actually pushing people to um, sign up for this mug. No, but people probably should. People probably should because you have. Let's cap and if, it. And if you're a rewinder, go to YouTube right now and look at the mug. And if you want one, reach out and we may be able to just hook you up with one, right? If, if you pay for it, maybe able to just, you know, slide one your way. But here's the deal. So uh last episode we talked with Jess. Jess, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yep. that was last episode. Jess, Jess and <laughs> yeah, mess, Jess Ronnie. She uh, that episode's phenomenal. <sighs> In fact, she only lives a couple hours away from us. I know. So Beth and I are trying to work on like a, hey, um, y'all did what we're trying to do. Can we come learn from you? Right. That'd be really cool. So we're yeah. trying. So Jess, if you're listening and I'm lazy and have not gotten back to gotten back to you, gotten to you in general. Right. This is the shout out. Have us over, please. Or and, just dinner or something. And thanks again for being on with us last week. But, you know. With that episode and the episode before, we have not really pushed our Christmas giveaway super hard. We haven't, but we but really media, need to. We have. Social media, we pushed it pretty good. Yeah, we always do. We always do good on the social. But we kind of need to push it, all right? So, Mark, when's the drawing? When, when are we going to finally solidify a winner of the free Christmas coffee mug? Well, I feel like we're, we're, we're just shooting stuff out our butt right now sure. because we don't actually know. Um because here's the deal. Christmas this year, I'm going to my calendar right now. Christmas on is on a Saturday. And obviously, I don't want to do anything on then. And then, I mean, there's like the 26th. So how about we get people till the 26th, the day after Christmas? So Sunday, the That's 26th. That's Sunday. We'll close the drawing on the 26th. When are we going to announce it? When are we? Well, it's already been announced. 
because the people are listening on the 23rd right now. It's already been announced. So we can say. I, what, I thought we were closing on the. No, when we closed in the drawing. You said it was closed on the 26th. That's after the 25th. Oh, when are we going to announce the winner? Yeah. Oh, well, we should announce the winner pretty soon after. I would say probably the 26th. The, the, do it on the 26th. Sure, why Figure not? Figure out how to record. Well, if we, but if we close on the 26th, we have to do it on the 27th. Okay, we're going to do it on the 27th. 27th, we're doing the drawing. It, we're, we're not planning on doing it live. No, it'll be pre- We'll post it. We'll post it. It'll be pre-recorded and posted. So we'll post it. What time you want to post it at? 6 p.m. at night? Well, we got to record it, and then we got to post it, so... It'll be up sometime on the 27th. 26th or 27th. Wake up on the 28th and you'll know. We are a crisp, fully functioning podcast over here, man. No, if, I mean, our. How about we just say the 31st? It'll drop on the 31st. <laughs> no, we're going to, we're going to try to get on the 27th. But here's the deal. I mean, you know, obviously this isn't our full-time jobs. We have lives. We have yeah. family. We have kids. We both have been dealing with sickness and we both been dealing oh, with personal yeah. issues. Oh, and yeah. You've been dealing with trying to even just dealing with your new house. And I'm trying to just deal with a new house and a new family and all these different things. And dude, a lot of stuff has slipped away from us this year. We, but we've been doing really good on certain things. We were doing really good until like the summer and then like summer came and hit. And then like, I was like school crazy. year, the school year was kind of when I think it all went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, probably. for you, the summer, for Su- you, summer, summer it started and then come. Yeah. I mean, by, by the time school, but year, either way. So months. we have these super awesome and we call them the Christmas mugs, but yo, these are just winter mugs, winter bro. Mugs. You designed these really well. Yeah. They turned out real nice. I'm, I'm happy with them. Like when you don't showed do up much, with it, I'm like, this is hot. I don't do much for this podcast. This is hot. But every once in a while I throw a little goodie in there. All right. So today's the 23rd. So that means you have till the 26th to enter, but we have not told, I guess on social media, we've told people how to enter, but here's how <laughs> you enter. Normally, what we've done is, you know, you comment, you like, and you share the post. You can w- please still do that. Please do that. But I mean, that's not how it. you enter this one. No. All right. Here's what you have to do. DM us or message <gasps> us. I just came up with a good thing that they have to say in it to enter. Okay. <laughs> I just He's like looking at me all scared. I'm scared. So you have to email us or DM us or with your email address with your email address and give us your favorite Christmas memory. Hmm. Yeah. I like that one. Up top. top. <laughs> I like that. So, so tell us what your favorite Christmas memory I is. I just want to let people know it's November 12th. That's why we just came up with this. I mean, you're listening to it on the 23rd. but We're we just- flying by the seat of our pants, <laughs> homie. But, but here's the deal. So, But we want to know your email addresses. We want to know them. We, we want to start collecting because here's why. You know, Facebook went down recently. Social media completely shut down. down. If anything happens, we want to be able to connect with you guys and not be 100% tied to social media. Um, And as the podcast grows, we're hoping to still do more content farther down the road. And actually being able to reach out and say, hey, we have these new different things that we're trying to work on the, besides just the normal podcast The show. plan is, is to start doing some stuff via email. Mm-hmm. This this next year. That's what we're trying to do. That's the plan. But the only way you can participate, we're not making, we're not doing a Patreon. Nope. So the only way you can participate in this is for us to be able to send it out an email. We're gonna we're gonna create an email mailing list, and and you'll get special emails of just different content, different blogs, that things and, that are going on, and and special events, and uh, and maybe even some special videos. Maybe that maybe. could be fun. So uh, special little. Maybe snidbits here and there. And we're there. not trying to hype up something no. big. It's one of the facts of we just want to be able to reach you guys and not be tied completely to social media. Right. And we figured the best way to be in touch is if something's coming up or a new resource is coming out, we want to be able to email you well, guys Well, and there's so much you know? time in between recording. Like I said, today's November 12th, and this is the Christmas episode, so there's so much time that happens in between, and we want to be able to reach out to you guys uh, You know, with new content probably every week every two weeks somewhere up in there I, we haven't worked out all the kinks yet but we want to take a lot of time we want to be able to reach out to you guys i wouldn't say and, every i mean every now and then no that's mark he doesn't he doesn't remember that the studio is coming to my house that's and true that I, that's I, true I have a more time than he does i had so. to fix my hair in the youtube video <laughs> real quick but anyway so yes that's how you're going to enter you're going to send us your email address either pm dm email text it doesn't matter however you want to send it and you're going to give us your favorite Christmas memory. And that's how you enter to win the Christmas coffee mug and the coffee and the sticker and the pin. How's that sound? I love it. I Sounds love good. that. Because, you know, we've done some really big ones, you know, courtesy of the CSB. And we've done a lot of book giveaways right. and T-shirts. But, yo, we just want to have a little fun with this one. And we want you guys to drink coffee with us. 
And it's a, I mean, really, I'm going to probably be drinking out of this cup until like March or April. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing my last year RTC know, Christian, so real Christian podcast. I'm uh, a little sad that I didn't line. wear mine. You should have. It's I the should've. Christmas episode. I did it, it intentionally. Is. So I was thinking coffee mugs, and that's all I was thinking. I love it. But before we get into the Christmas conversation, we got a couple housekeeping things to do. We do. You know, some people have reached out and said they really like the fact that we do this or that. So I'm glad you brought that into the show, my friend. Well, you that's know. a fun way for us to interact with each other. They get to learn about us. And hey, hopefully you guys are having fun. And hey, maybe I, reach back out to us. You know, because some people do. They're like, hey, I like this better. Because I did, like, I posted the video on social media about, you know, Beyonce or T Swizzle, yeah. which, side note, before we get into that, Taylor Swift dropped her new, uh, well, it's, it's the Taylor version, her red album, her greatest album that she's ever kicked out. Your boy's been listening to that on repeat today. In fact, I was at Starbucks. Starbucks only played Taylor Swift today. And that's why I don't go to Starbucks. So Taylor Swift's <laughs> Red Album came out at midnight, and I, I didn't stay up and listen to it at midnight, but but I listened to it when I first woke up. Uh, it, it bangs, bro. Her, I like her voice better now than what it was when she first recorded it. Back in my day, we didn't have no Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the Taylor version that I'm here for. But but either way, <sighs> but people interacted when we posted that video, but hey, if you want us to know about what this or that you like, hit us up. All right, Fuller, let's have it, my friend. Okay, so Mark, would you rather... Be immortal and have no friends, or be mortal and have friends. So basically, I be normal really? or be immortal. Mortal with friends. That's me immortal too. Seventy six. Seventy six percent says be mortal and have friends. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, I that mean, sounds well, dreadful. So you you live forever, but you, but you, you have, have no friends. Yeah. What's what type of life is that? That sounds. I mean, awful. life's not all about friends, but it, you gotta have but, friends. But I mean, but. But it's I like, mean, imagine COVID your entire life where you have no well, friends. No, I mean, I guess but, you can still have contacts and connections. Thing. But here's my thing. Disney came out with the whole song about you got a friend in me. How I mean, you can't even sing you that song. That's one of the greatest me. hits of Disney. And you can't you sing it. You got a friend in me. You wouldn't be able to sing it, though, if you were immortal. That's true. So, so what, what we got next? What's your next right. one? Anyways, uh, the next one is always get first dibs or always get the last laugh. First dibs. Last laugh. First dibs. I went the last laugh. I can't laugh. beat Beth. Beth always gets the last laugh. <laughs> so I might as well lean into, I, see, I want first dibs. But see, you could lean in and be like, ha, I get the last laugh now. That's true. I, I'd rather take first so dibs. So 59% says first dibs. 41% says the last laugh. There you go. First shall be last and last shall be first. So if I'm really first, am I actually getting the last laugh? Ha, ha, ha. Bring in the scriptures. Let's go. All right. Would you rather last one? Lose a limb. Oh, or lose access to the internet forever. Lose a limb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good. Bye, internet. Sorry, podcast world. I'm no, going with no, no I'd internet. I'd rather lose a limb. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's so funny? Wow. I think somebody's an addict. <laughs> Anyways. What does the world say? You know, for Lent, we should probably do 40 days and no internet. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my job. You can only do it for your job, and that's it. Nothing else. That actually probably be very beneficial in my <laughs> yeah, life. Probably to everybody's life. Anyways, 57% said they would lose a limb. <laughs> I would rather lose a limb. See, I grew up and I remember growing up and how much fun I had without internet. And so it's not really a big deal to me. How old are you? Only 32. Dude. By the time, ready for this? By the time this episode drops, I'll be 30 in four days Holy like 30 God. years old and four days december 19th was my birthday Boomer. none of y'all got me a christmas present listeners well Boomer. okay maybe maybe a couple but most bro. of y'all didn't get me a christmas present bro there you go christmas, oh, thank christmas you. birthday <laughs> um currently i am coming back from a brett eldridge concert that is actually for my wife but she's calling it my birthday present because it's on my birthday well there you go and i don't really like brett eldridge that much <laughs> well sometimes you he's, i mean he's got a great voice listen it's called but. sacrificing for your marriage <laughs> no this yeah. is called brett eldridge in town and beth was like i'm going so you coming with me <laughs> I go, all right let's go babe no really what happened was she said you either get to watch all seven kids or you can go with me he goes i'm Sign going up. <laughs> no it's gonna be a great weekend man we're going to millennial park we got a hotel right like the concert is like in not in it but it's like in some concert old school venue right there by it we just got a it's actually got a really good rate on it but we're gonna be right in millennium park for overnight no kids with the concert and all i know is giordano's is right down the road that's all i know giordano's chicago deep dish do, do you know. not know what i'm talking about no, i know what you're oh you're quiet oh you were salivating no i'm i'm over here looking at you you generation z millennialist and 
like in Chicago, and I'm just not for it. Chicago. Well, dude, I even say I, I, I drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. I drink coffee. He drinks coffee like he's from Boston. Dude, I'm from the region. Hey, I'm from I the, grew up I'm in from, the region. I'm from the region, but nobody else talks like me. I'm just in front of coffee. Whatever, coffee. bro. Whatever. <laughs> well, hey, before we get into the Christmas conversation, Anyways. we got a quick review to read from Beepster, not Beepster. Beep. I wish it was the Beeps. Like, beep, 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 beep. Beepster. Beepster. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> That's the nice. greatest handle ever. <laughs> nice. Hello, RTC. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast and everything you guys do. It is helping me and I'm sure many others to become better Christians. Well, Beaster, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We appreciate you. Too. We appreciate you too, homie. Oh, wait. How goodness. do you how do you know it's not a homet? Uh, they, they all homies. <laughs> they all homies. Well, either way, dude. So when we were thinking through the Christmas episode this year, you know, we've had some really good ones. My favorite one has been the Santa Claus episode. That was a very informative. I one. really enjoyed the Santa Claus one. Fun. What was the other Christmas episode that we did, man? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I should I know. To, I would have to go back and look. Well, you, you look I'll it look up. it up. You, you said it But this it is up. one that I've actually been thinking about for a while, and I never got to teach a series, the student ministries on this, so it's been in my back pocket for a while. Oh, but it's kind of the, the, the fact of out. we... We, we all know the Christmas story, right? You ask any sure. kid in the church, but hey, what happened with the story? And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the, the angels came to the shepherds and then they followed the star to baby Jesus. And then these three, the three kings, you know, we three kings of Orient are brought the three gifts. They ride on them camels and they rode across the Orient and then, you know, to the Middle East. And Mary had to flee on a, on a donkey. And then the, and they had to take a donkey to pr- pregnant Mary and had to take a donkey. Like, oh, geez. And then, you know, but, what? How to keep Christ the focus in Christmas. Oh, that was the very first one. No, that was the second one. The second one, Christmas was the, or Santa was Santa the first was one. Santa was the first one. Well, go back and listen to Santa because that's a dope one. It was awesome. Anyway, enjoyed that sorry. one. But so, you know, we got this idea of what the Christmas story is. Oh, 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 and baby Jesus was born in a feeding trough in, in the stable and the innkeeper opened up the door. And, you know, we got this big picture of, oh, this is what happens during the Christmas story. And a lot of, I, I honestly think, a lot of our Christmas theology comes from Christmas songs and Christmas plays that we used to do growing up. It's all, it all comes from, so this is Christmas. Uh, um, the, is, was, is that the Beatles or is I that? I have no idea. Uh, that's, um, oh, my goodness. Someone's going to shoot I me. I just heard it on the way Oh, in, Rodney so. Buse, help me out. Um, what does the Bible say, war, Rodney? I mean, it's war is over. Uh what? What's the What's the main Beatle that's still making music right now? It's not. Is it Paul McCartney? Yeah, it's, it's him. It's are Paul you, McCartney. Or are you talking about John Lennon, the dead one? I was thinking John Lennon, but I think Paul McCartney did this one. Yeah, I think War so. is over or whatever. But but you know, Anyways. but but we get a lot of our the, but you know, we three kings of Orient are, or we think Silent Night. Holy, when baby Jesus was born, it was not a silent night. Mary how, was screaming. How do you know? Were you there? No, but I was I was at two <laughs> other births. Mary be screaming. Jesus be screaming. I'm pretty sure Joseph probably pooped his pants. Like, a whole bunch of stuff went down. Like, it was an actual real-life birth. Like, maybe. With no meds. Maybe. You're, you're, you're getting ahead of the story. story either way. Either way. Either way. So, but, you know, we got this idea of what the Christmas story actually is. And yeah. a lot of it, I think, is based off of, honestly, Christmas plays from kids and, and from Christmas music. But but where did those traditions come from? The, 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 the church? Well, the songs came from somewhere, right? right. So, I mean, they got to come from some theology before the songs can be written. It's true. It's true. But, but let's dig into but it. But here's the deal. So I have, let's see, one... Two, three, four, five, six facts that we often get wrong. And one that, well, the fact number six is my favorite one, though. And there's a lot of other ones that I could have brought in, but these are six very, very major ones. And so I figured, let's just run through them, have some fun. But we're going to read the Bible passages that talk about it, because we got to read the Christmas story. When I say, when I make claims, we've got to have the Bible to back it up. Yeah, and I forgot I was going to bring my... Synopsis Gospels, and I forgot. Oh, dang it. Well, the here, little, the little side here is sides. the first anyway, fact that we get wrong during the Christmas season. Number one. There was no inn, there was no innkeeper, and there was no stable. What do you mean there was no innkeeper? So check this out, all right? So there was no innkeeper. The Bible never says anything about innkeeper. It does, too, in the KJV. No, it says, it doesn't say innkeeper, though. Well, it says the inn. There was no room for him at the end. Right, but check this out. It's so be a keeper this is the, the king, This is the King Jimmy translation, all right? So Luke 2, 1 I'm through 7, by which the way. is really <laughs> funny that it's like the King Jimmy translation. This is the one I can quote more than any other That's, one. I know, it's stuck in my head. Go ahead. And it came to pass in those days that there was a decree from Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made by Cyrenius, the governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And also Joseph went up from Galilee, Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, 
into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because in parentheses, because he was of the house and lineage of David, uh, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, which they're not married yet. They were just still espoused, uh, being great with trial. In other words, Mary was huge. She's ready to pop. And so it was that I feel like I really need a Mark standard version because that'd be hilarious. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, which is a weird wording. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So a lot of times at Christmas stories, you know, they're they're looking around, they're trying to find a place in Bethlehem, they're wandering the streets, and all of a sudden the sure, innkeeper sure. was like, the kind innkeeper was like, hey, we don't have room for you here because of the taxation, but you can at least get out of the cold and the weather and go sleep with the animals. Meh. Right, and that's the way a lot of people understand it. But this is what's really fascinating is the word in the Greek that's used for the word in means not just necessarily in, but a place to stay. In fact, the Christian standard version says, then she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there is no guest room available for them. NIV says, and she gave birth to her first son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in the manger because there's no guest room available for them. Now, the NASB also says in, the ESV also says the word in. ESV has a little footnote. It says, or more literal, no room for them. Like there was just no room available for them. Right. Because you think about it, Joseph was going home. He was traveling home to his parents' house. Do we really think that they had no place for them to stay because Bethlehem, which I actually read a really funny article, and it might be here lower um, lower down, but uh, Bethlehem wasn't like a big city. That one article joked that it's basically like a truck stop in the middle of Wyoming. Yeah, it wasn't even very far from Jerusalem, about, what, 30 miles or something? Which was a butt-long walk, I think it was, but I they had to go all the way from the north in Galilee all the way down to Bethlehem, which sure. is a super far journey. But he was going home to be taxed. It's his own personal city. So that's like you and me going to my mom's, or not my mom's, but going to your parents' <laughs> house to come for Christmas and your, and the, your mom being like, yo, we got no room for you, so good luck finding a place. Like, really? That's, that's, it just, it's kind of ludicrous. Um, so I brought in an article that talks more about the Greek word. This is from the Gospel Coalition, Five Popular Misconceptions of the Christmas Story. Um, and this is the quote. Another staple of modern nativity plays is the scene at the end. Joseph and his wife, Mary, who is on the verge of giving birth, are cruelly turned away, well, cruelly turned away by the innkeeper who shows them no compassion. That's, an, I guess, another way. I always thought the innkeeper was nice. Here's another misconception. The Bible never even mentions an innkeeper. In fact, it's possible that there was never even a quote-unquote inn at all. A recent study by Stephen Carlson makes the case, and a compelling one, that the Greek word translated as inn in Luke 2.7 is best translated as a place to say. So the passage isn't saying that there's no room in the inn, but rather there was no room for baby Jesus in the place that they stayed. In what place were they staying? Carlson argues that it was probably in the home of Joseph's family in Bethlehem, perhaps an adjacent guest room, which would have been tiny. And so the question then is, okay, so why was there a feeding trough? Why was there a bunch of angels? Or a bunch of angels? Why was there a bunch of animals? Do you know why? Pick me, sir. Pick me. Uh, uh, you and the you and the chosen hoodie. And the cho- <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and the chosen hat. So there is uh, there were some archaeological digs that mm-hmm. happened years and years and ago. And these were so cool. And that, that's why I got excited. I'm excited because these I got are excited cool. Too. Yep. So the the digs showed that the typically the regular guest rooms, right? Because like you said, they these would have, just they would have probably stayed with his family. Mm-hmm. No, probably distant family. But you got to imagine. But he's from Bethlehem. Imagine, you know? imagine back then. Okay, they had a lot of children, so you probably had a lot of family coming because they had to go back to the place of origin, right? For the census. Mm-hmm. So the inn, inn, <laughs> the, it was probably crowded. The funny thing is, is that that same Greek word, katalamati, I believe is our. I was, I was, I mean, I wasn't weird, even going to try it. Some weird, it's, yeah, it's like katalamati. I'm probably butchering that Greek, but it is actually the same word used for uh, preparing the upper room. Yes, yes, I read that. I actually read <laughs> so, that the other day. So the same, it, it, it means a guest room, um, a place for guests. So the, the guests would typically, they found in this dig site around that area of Bethlehem, 
would be in the upstairs. It would be like a duplex almost, if you imagine it. Well, I mean, we even know that Israel had to put, you know, fences around their, their sure. roof so that people wouldn't fall off. Sure. And David was on well, his and it was and culturally when so there was when uh, a son got married, the wife would move in with the son's family, and they would build. And you would build, up. yeah, they build, they build, they'd build onto the house, yeah. And it was typically up, and that's why it was never finished on top fully, so they could continue to build up. Hmm. Beside the point, I actually didn't know that part. So. The guest rooms would have been upstairs, or they were upstairs in these archaeological digs. And downstairs were more like the servants' quarters. But also, as you got to remember, most people's livestock was their livelihood or their food source. And, these, you know, and they live in the desert. And so they would bring their smaller animals in at night to protect them. So they would have a feeding trough, or what we would call a manger, um, to feed their small animals, but it was more of like a servant's quarter inside um, is really what it's kind of talking about and what they're finding. And so Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, most likely because she had to go downstairs and give birth where they just happened to keep the animals at night. Right. In the servant's quarters because there was a ton of family there Mm -hmm. and there was literally no room up in the guest rooms. Yeah. So we can do about that one. So, that's number Fun one is the fact, fact that with Mark Hyde. there is no inn, <laughs> no innkeeper, and no stable. All right, ready for number two? There was, I don't know. Are you done with number one? I'm done with number one. All right, let's I, move if on. you can't tell, I love having these conversations. I got a little wrapped, like worked up the other day when I was talking to Beth about it. She goes, Yeah, just basically save it for the podcast. But uh, this, number two. This one I might slightly disagree with. All right, we let's have to go quanti- for we it. Have to quantify it. So, so go ahead. There was no star above the main above the uh above the manager. I wrote word manager. <laughs> there was no star above the manger that led the shepherds. That dang, all right, dang so, all manager. All right, so here's Luke 2, 8 through 12, right? So we just finished reading through verse 7. And so verse 7 again, she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Continue on verse 8. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them in the glory, which is interesting. He stood before them. He didn't like appear in the sky. He stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Then the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news, a great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you, who is the Messiah the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and laying in a manger. Didn't hand up, sir. Hand up. Let's go for it. All right. Go for it. I want to read a passage from Matthew 2. Oh, okay. And I'm going to read part of it, and then I'm going to skip the interlude section was what I call their their meeting with Herod, and then go to where they actually go see Jesus. Are you talking about the wise men or the shepherds? I'm talking about the wise men, my good but sir. But we're not talking about the wise men yet. That's later. Right, but you said there was no star above the manger. That to led lead the, the shepherds. shepherds. Right, but there was a star. But the wise men... So you're talking strict. That's why I said I wanted to quantify it. But so you're talking just strictly shepherds, just the shepherds. Or are you talking star in general? No, just the shepherds. Okay, I'll, I'll concede then. Okay, because the wise men, and we'll go later. I mean, and, and I knew this as a kid. They probably did. They they I shouldn't say probably. They did not show up right when Jesus was born. Yeah, right, like yeah, I right. mean, because Herod said uh, any child under the age of two has to die, not I, newborns. I will concede because I was assuming that you no were star talking in about general? no star above nope. above his major in general. You were just. You no, know, just the, the fact there, that there, there like, was a star, but it wasn't above his manger. But normally, we have the nativity scene and the star above the nativity scene with everyone there. Sure, well, that's not a thing. Sure, well, it could be if there was a nativity. <laughs> but there, there. But it, it could. We don't know how. It doesn't say for how long the star was there or when it appeared. Right, but because they but came what from was the, the sign to the shepherds. I'm talking just sure, strictly shepherds because sure. the wise men's number four. Sure. But you got to also remember the shepherds were probably nearby. They went well. It says right. Near. It says they how were. Are, how are you going to see? Same I mean, they're not going to be a star. If there's a, go look out the star and the stars right now, you say, oh, you look at the star right overhead. But overhead is like overhead of like a state. <laughs> like right. So it's not. I mean, you can't. So there's would, stars everywhere. The star wouldn't have mattered to them at the as shepherds, but to the the magi. It would have mattered from coming. I mean, far so basically, the, the shepherds then went into the city and just went looking for a baby in a manger. Hello, are you a baby? You hear some screaming, some crying, yawn, yawn, a baby manger. Okay, cool. Get in my belly, baby. <laughs> 
Sorry. Austin Powers jumped I'm like, my what head. was that? <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to do a Talladega Night reference now. Um, <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby Nightmare. Jesus. All right, so there was no star above right. the major that led the shepherds to I will, Jesus. I will concede to that. All right, here's the third one. You ready? All right, go ahead. The angels didn't sing to the shepherds. What you are you saying they didn't go glow? No. Okay. No, the, I mean your boy's down for that song. Angels <laughs> we ha- uh, no the Lincoln Brewster version is what Angels up. we have heard on high. That's, like, that's Hawk Nelson. That's Hawk oh. Nelson has a version like that. It is it is fire. Actually, uh who was Twisted Sister has I think I think they have a, a version of it. I think it's. Did we talk about this last year? I don't remember. Twisted Sisters Christmas album is awesome. We talked about this last year. We 100% talked about it. But so the angels did not sing to the shepherds. We're going to keep reading in Luke 2, all right? Suddenly, there was a multitude of heavenly. Okay, I do want to say this too. The angels stood before them. He wasn't like up there floating. Well, suddenly there was a multitude, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel, uh, with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to people he favors. Which, that's a Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. But this is peace to people he favors, which is that a Calvinistic passage? Maybe. maybe. I mean, we're not here to talk about that, but it continues on. When the angels, so basically they just say that like glory to God and then they poof. This isn't King Jimmy. No, this is CSB, homie. Because King Jimmy would have said... Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That's what it says. Should have translated it better, guys. I, I only know that because of Adventures in Odyssey. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is peace, goodwill to people he favors. And then when the angels had left him and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known unto us. So there was no singing from the angels. There was one dude who just stood before him and was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> angels and then they said glory to god they peace and then they went and looked now i thought this was really interesting i didn't bring this passage here but when the shepherds found baby jesus right we don't talk about this in the christmas story either do you remember what the shepherds did they fell down and worshiped they went out and told everybody that too like but that's something like i feel like we don't talk about in the christmas story of what do the shepherds do they worshiped and they went. They worshiped and they went. And is that what we're called to do as Christians? We're called to worship and go, worship and go. I think that you know? that's the whole point of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything. The Great, the great Commission? Yeah, we're supposed to go. Make disciples of all nations, teaching sure. them to all things I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you to the end of the age. You got it. There you go. So, so, so that's the first three. I, I want to throw in here. Oh, okay. Okay. I was trying to find. Don't throw up, but you can throw in. So I was trying to find the star reference. I wanted to go back to that for just two two shakes of a rabbit's tail. You know, two shakes of a rabbit's tail. I don't, I don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> two shakes of a rabbit. I've never shake, heard shake. of that. What? It's like an old saying. Anyways. How old are so, you? <laughs> so you keep saying 32. I just want to say this is really cool because we're talking about star and I was trying to remember where the passage was at. And I finally found it. Okay. In Numbers 24, it was actually prophesied by Balaam, who was not an Israelite, but he was a prophet. But it was Sorry, pro- I, I have a joke that's kind of inappropriate about Balaam. Mm, keep it I'll to keep yourself. It. I'll say it later. <laughs> Off the air. Uh, no, I won't say it on the air. But Balaam, a non-Israelite prophet, which is interesting because people are like, well, wouldn't that make him a false prophet? What's that passage again? You said Numbers Numbers 24. Numbers 24. And it actually first uh, mentions, I believe it was in verse 17. So it's Balaam's fourth oracle is what the heading for it is called. This is from the ESV, and it says, Okay, I got uh, it, yep. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come forth from Jacob, and a scepter will arise from Israel. And a lot of people think that that's why... I'm not saying this is 100% accurate. I'm just saying that's a, where that passage is what makes a lot of people say that that's why the star had to appear because it was prophesied back in Numbers. I just thought it was interesting. That's really interesting. Sorry. That was a total rabbit trail backwards. No, it's Numbers 22. So the joke that I know, and if you are a big King James translation person, you can't be mad at me for what I'm about to say. Don't you say it. You know what I'm gonna say? Don't you swear? Well, it's like why? why Don't I won't, you? Make, I won't swear. I'll just say that. I'll say the other one. But no. who's the most flexible man in the Bible? Balaam, because he tied his donkey to a tree and walked a mile. But the King James translation. 
I heard that from the chancellor of our old university, very conservative university. I'm like, well, that that's out there. I'm trying to keep us PG here, sir. I crossed that bridge a while ago. So I know, but we can get railed for it on YouTube, so stop it. My bad. But anywho, <laughs> so that that is true. That is true. But anywho, so those are the first three, all right? Yep, first three. All so right. Number, number four. Number one was there was no in no innkeeper, no stable. Number two, there was no star above the manger that led the shepherds. shepherds. Number three, the angels did not sing to the shepherds. Number four. Well, I don't know. It depends on whether you coined it. Yeah, they didn't sing to the shepherds, but they were praising God. Well, right. Saying, but they said. They yeah. just said, glory to God but, in the highest. But what is praising then? Quantify praising. It's anything that's in adoration to God. Sure. But we all think the angels sang. Like they had this massive song and they sang but they like Christmas been. carols. But they could have. I don't think so. They said. It says praising God and saying. Yeah, praising God and. That means they did two things. That's true. It's that's not true. one. It's that's not true. praising God by saying. They didn't say that. Well, I'm a whole line number three. It said praising God and saying. So that's an important word in there. It's an important conjunction. That's true. That's true. But number four. Anyways, number four. The wise men were not kings. We are not kings, but we are from Orientar. <laughs> <laughs> they were Eastern astronomers, and they could have shown up within the first two years. Interesting fact. So we Go say, for it. We okay. say it, astronomers, but it was actually more than that. Magi were actually like magicians, astronomers, there were scientists. Some shady. They were all quantified into one of what they called the Magi. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have scientists back then, or astrologers, or astronomers. So did or they use thieves? Probably. In Norwex? And- probably. <laughs> you know they did. I mean, freaking sense of murk. Come on. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but, it's true. So uh, they could have been. They could have been scientists. Uh, we assume they probably weren't these But this is thousands of years ago. Right. But the, I, I just, it's an interesting fact that they were all tied in in like... If you were a magician or a Satan worshiper or a scientist, you were called a magi. <laughs> Just an interesting. Which is interesting because, you know, you go back to the star in numbers, and a star did, like, they studied the stars. And so something in the stars showed, like, okay, this this isn't this isn't normal. Right. So I don't know if there was a prophecy or sure something that they were looking towards, but they were from the Orient, which means... Well, so... Or from the East. They're from the East. So, we so what would be the East? Turkey... Well, I don't know necessarily. I mean, Asia, how, how far India. east? How far east? I mean, I mean, it doesn't now quantify. I will say I read a really good book about the growth of Christian Christianity in the east, and there's not a lot of history about it because Muslims spread like or uh, Islam spread so fast, um, and there's a little bit more mysticism in the eastern Christianity. So, However, the ancient Christian tradition is that Thomas made his way all the way to India. And helped led the church that was in India. Sure. And some people even believe, though, that it was started before Thomas got there. Sure. But it was started from potentially the Magi. Sure. Well, there's a lot of a lot of speculation. But what I find interesting also, right, is that back there must have been something written down, right? There was something because in Matthew 2, verse 3, King Herod assembles all the 3, 4, and 5. He assembles all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He asked them where the Christ was to be born. Mm. So there's obviously scripture that says, hey, this is where he's supposed to be born, and these are the things that you look for. Because they said in Bethlehem, Judea, for this is what the prophet written you, but uh, you, Bethlehem. And I believe this comes out of Isaiah, I believe. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. But the star... That's they they tell King Herod when they come in 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 Matthew two that they saw a star. That's what they see. His star is in the east. It says in verse two, uh, "Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him." They're from Agraba. That's the, what the that's star what of is. Jacob is. What he's mm-hmm. referring to. I was just thinking the Magi were from Agraba. I was waiting for you to catch that one. But so I got this quote from uh, Christianity right. Today. And it even talks about no innkeeper, no donkey, and 10 other things we get wrong about the Christmas story. Um, that's the URL. Um, we'll have all these links in the show notes, by the way. Sure. Um, but We Three Kings of Orient are a good Christmas song that doesn't get past its opening line before collapsing into factual inaccuracy. These men clearly were not kings. Their deferential engagement with King Herod tells us that, and more importantly, the Bible actually refers to them, as you've already said, as magi, which are wise astronomers or astrologers, which is perhaps why God spoke to them through the stars. There is no reference in the Bible to their camels also. And I love this little addition. Three more members of year one's shuffle, sadly, offstage. So 
So why would we traditionally think there were three? One, let's deal with that. Well, first. because of the gifts. Because of the gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which also talk about if you study what those were used for with prophet, priest, and king, and the burial sure. perfumes too. I think that's really fascinating. It is very fascinating. But also the reason why people tend to believe that they were kings because gold was expensive, frankincense was super expensive, and, and myrrh was those were those were spices that were Either typically it. reserved for the rich or kings. Mm-hmm. And so that's I believe where the tradition came from of well, they must have been kings because look at the costly. And there's gifts. I wonder if there's some I mean, and I don't know, maybe some of our listeners who and, and maybe church history, I don't know. I don't know if some some church father wrote down that they were kings or something. Yeah, I'd have to dig more or into it. Maybe, I, couldn't, I, don't know. I couldn't find any reason of where that tradition came from. But there's the song. I'm sure there is something out or there that it's tells just, us where. Or but. kings just fit the bill for the song. Because you, know, you know how songwriters are. I mean, to me, I've always learned, and everything I've researched has always said that it's assumed that they were king or rich men because of the and, gifts and that I they brought. And I will say, I grew up knowing that they were not kings. I grew up knowing that they were. But at the same time, what... What does every single kid in a Christmas program who dress up as the as the three wise men, what are they wearing? They're wearing the purple garments sure. and they're wearing the the orange and the blue, which are the bright rich people colors from right. the Orient right. and crowns. Right. Which they could have been looking like a bunch of fools. We don't know. We have they could have been a bunch of hobos for all we know. And but it's funny where it's like, you know, but, there's no three camels and no three people, so there's six more things that are off the stage. But if you take it from a a purely symbolic form in these songs and stories. All right, I can give it because, you know, there's three gifts, there's three kings. I mean, there are three people, rich. You had to be rich. to. I mean, I can see where this tradition came from, but it is still inaccurate. There is another song. Oh, uh, it's not Here We Go, A Wassling. That's that's a fun one, too. Uh, do you know that one? Here We Go, A Wassling. I typically turn the song off when I hear that. Hawk Nelson's got a dope version. Um, the Wassel song. Um, I saw three ships. I thought I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. What was in the ship? C three. I think that was an old Scottish song. It has that vibe. Anyways, I won't play it on air because I wouldn't yeah. get pinged yeah. by YouTube. But right. that's but that's another one. So the the three ships or the three things or whatever. Right. But either way, so number four is the wise men were not king. They were Eastern astronomers. Well, and we didn't he hit the uh, they could have shown up within the first two years. Yeah, within the first two years. So not necessarily at his birth. Uh, not, yeah. Why? But why? What's the scripture say? Because Herod said everyone under the age of two. Well, that's our first clue. And, and they went to Herod saying the, there, there's like there's a baby that was born. Right. Where's this baby? Well, exactly, and the, the and they had to travel. The star probably didn't appear until Jesus was born. Well, let's uh, let's go over to uh, Matthew two again. Okay, I'm going to start in verse. Yeah, I nine. forgot to add verse. I'm going to start to this. I'm going to start in verse nine. It says, "After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great delight. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. So the theory here, I'm not Could saying... Could you imagine me and Mary and be how terrifying that would be? Just two, two, three, four, five, six, who knows how many guys just show up and just start giving expensive gifts to your son. But it goes. They go to the house. We're not referring to it as that guest room place anymore. And did it anymore. say that they were in Bethlehem, or if they were already back in Galilee? Um, I'd assume they'd be in I, Bethlehem for still. It says that they because they had they had to flee Bethlehem, so right. they were still in Bethlehem. Right. So yeah. Once we get into later, um, which actually refers back the flight to Egypt. You know, you can go back to Hosea eleven one through seven. It's it's really cool how the Old Testament plays a lot into this story. Uh, da, 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 da. So he took the child. He got up, took the child and his mother by night, withdrew to Egypt. It doesn't say there, but I'm assuming. I know. I'm pretty sure it says somewhere there. Yeah, up in verse eight, and sending them to Bethlehem, he said, "Go and search carefully for the child, and then go you. Well, when you find him, a report to me, so that I too may go and worship him." That's what Herod said. So. They, yeah, it's probably Bethlehem still. So, anyways, number five is Mary did not ride a donkey to Bethlehem. She didn't ride an ong to Bethlehem. Now, I mean, we, we don't. Uh, the, the 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 flight to Egypt also portrays Mary, you know, on the donkey as well. But that's that was the most modern mean of transportation. 
But if she was super pregnant, or not super, but if she was even six months pregnant. Well, so I, 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 I know I was. I also grew up being told that she was probably rode in a cart, I, being I, pulled by a donkey. I well, yeah. So, um, and this is not really that big of a fact. I think that I tend to believe that she wasn't like right there at the nine months in labor. Oh no, no, no. and, and actually, because the, the passage talks about that. Right? Why would they travel? At a point where she's like in it's labor, dangerous on the roads. Yeah. Like we talk about, like the 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 good the um, yeah the good Samaritan where the man was traveling and there right. was robbers and thieves. Right. Um. You know. So Luke two four through six, going back a little bit, it says Joseph also uh, went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David. So from the northern part to the southern part, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. And here you go. While they were there. The time came for her to give birth. So potentially, I almost wonder we if Joseph and Mary, I, I almost wonder if they didn't even want Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. Like, I don't, like, the goal may not have been for Jesus. Maybe it was like, hey, we're going to go. All right, honey, we're going to go. We're going to do our thing. I know it's going to suck. I know you're super prego, but we're going to bounce back but home. Really, you know? we don't know how long. I mean, look at how long they were there, right? I mean, so, Mary was with Elizabeth for a long so within, time. So within two years, they were there. Right, because everybody and and I tend to think it was a, a right around the two year mark because of Herod killing everybody two and under. Because mm-hmm. they didn't, he didn't really know. He just knew so, the baby's got to be at least less than two. Right, and so yeah, so who knows how long they were actually there to begin with? And before Mary, Christ, when she first found out, went and lived with Elizabeth. Right, because I mean the census was put out. And then that, I mean, so you got a timeline of the census and when they went to Egypt, kind of like that, the two-year mark. So I, who knows? But, you know, like I think about all the movies and the stuff where it's like, you know, Joseph going, looking for a place to stay sure. with his poor, super prego wife, Mary, riding out a donkey. And as soon as and, they, like, find, get to Bethlehem, it's like, I'm in labor, uh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot out the baby. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, look, precious. Hallelujah. And that's not that big of a detail. I thought that was kind of fun. No, yeah. So here's one that I, I this is the last one, number six. This isn't so much about the Bible as it is actually a rebuttal against people who come at Christians for this. But um, it, this is wrong. Christianity was stolen from a pagan holiday. This is why my dad stopped uh, having us celebrate this Christmas is why for years. So many people don't celebrate Christmas right. because it's the winter solstice. Yeah. But check and this actually, out. Actually, they've been doing this Go for, for, for since. I read an article that says that they've been doing a Christmas type celebration since as early as 2000 BC, before Christ, 2000 years. They've had celebrations of this type. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Right. And and so there's actually a specific reason why, though, because it's not just some random pull out of a hat right. date. There's a specific reason. It's a church history reason. Yes. And it wasn't taken from a, it wasn't like, you know, Easter, like, or a, it wasn't like the classic, oh, let's redeem the pagan holidays type situation where a lot right. of people, again, they don't celebrate Christmas because like, oh, the tree is supposed to represent this. I mean, we we brought a sure. lot of traditions and things into our celebration. Let's just sure. be honest. But um, also, fun fact, you were the first person and the only person to ever actually make me have a real Christmas tree in my house because you and Janine showed up with a real Christmas yeah, tree and dropped it on my doorstep. I said, here you go. <laughs> I've never had a real Christmas tree. And but I, it was awesome, wasn't it? Was it? So, it smelled so good. <laughs> That's but, I, but I'm not doing it again. So um, expensive. <laughs> so this, I'm, I'm just going to read three paragraphs straight from a website. Now, this is interesting. This is not from a Christian website. Um, I, I beeped out one curse word. Um, and there's other ones that are throughout the article, but this is from cracked.com. And I didn't want to bring this from a Christian article. This is right. actually a pagan, a pagan. This is a atheist type <laughs> you person pagans? who wrote, <laughs> basically this was someone who doesn't follow God, who doesn't follow Jesus, all these different things. And he just wrote about the things that we get wrong. Now there's a lot of other things that he writes about, but this one was fascinating. Okay. He said that the centerpiece of this argument that Christianity stole a pagan holiday um, the centerpiece of this argument is the fact that Christmas is celebrated on December 25th, once observed as the winter solstice, and that there was also a major pagan holiday celebrated around the winter solstice called Saturnalia. Saturnalia? I'm not yeah, sure, sure how to say. But Saturnalia wasn't on the 25th. In fact, it ran from the 17th to the 23rd. And it's unlikely that there would have been much celebrated on the 25th since everyone was still hungover from Saturnalia and trying to build a foundation for the New Year's festival drunk, which started all the way back in 153 BC, began on January 1st. 
Christ's unfortunate one gift counts for both birthday of December 25th started with AD 204 writing of, um, hip, um, I would say it wrong, Hippolytus of Rome. He figured it by starting at March 25th, the accepted date of Jesus's death since at least AD 200. And the fact that according to the Jewish Talmud tradition, all righteous men died on the same day that they were conceived. And Jesus's conception must have also taken place on the 25th. Then basic biology tells us that nine months after conception comes to birth, which is December 25th. There was a smaller pagan festival called Sol Invictus, which is, you know, for, called Inco Unconquered Sun, which, besides sounding like a Vin Diesel movie, did celebrate the winter solstice on the 25th. However, Sol Invictus wasn't created until 274, well after Hipp uh, Hippolytus did his math by the Roman Emperor Aurelian. In fact, there's even a good possibility that Sol Invictus was created to provide a pagan alternative to the Christmas celebration rather than the other way around. So, hey, there you go, Christians. Go find that hippie neighbor. Give him a nice long lecture about stealing your dang holiday. <laughs> that is our Christmas gift to you this that's, season. That's that last sentence was great. So Christmas wasn't stolen from a pagan holiday. It was just the way church history and math worked out. And then someone tried to make a pagan holiday to get rid of Christmas. Right, right. but there has been a celebration of a winter solstice for a Right, but it long stops time. on December 23rd. That's what this just said. Yeah. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I read it. But Saturnilla uh, wasn't on the 25th. That ran from the 17th to the 23rd. Sure. Yeah. I, so, understand, I understand what he said. But, 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 this, it, but December 25th wasn't some try, like try to be replacement holiday. It was church tradition math. Right. Which, But even most people nowadays are like, was Jesus really born on the... In, really? Some people have said, oh, September 14th, September 12th. I've heard, I've heard June. I've, I've heard August. I've heard nobody knows. All I know is me and Jesus, our, our birthday is pretty close, so we're pretty tight. Mine's on the 19th. It's on the 25th. I got double the gifts. It was awesome. <laughs> celebrate me, celebrate Jesus, and I get Spoiled gifts. Spoiled American. That's how we did it. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to make sure I got that article, not yeah. from a Christian source, but from sure, a pagan source. Sure. So I'll have all these links in the show notes. That was crack.com. We also had ChristianityToday.com. And we also had uh, the gospelcoalition.com. But there's there's some more, but those are six facts about Christmas that we often and get a, wrong. And sometimes, I mean, let's be honest, sometimes they work out in our favor. This was a fun conversation. It was. This was I mean, something that, you know, typically we don't we don't go through and be like, hey, we got we get these things wrong as Christians. <laughs> I mean, we kind of do, but we don't. Now, granted, just, I I don't this is where I get Beth tells me sometimes my head shoved up my butt too far because I want to make sure everything is so theologically correct that I won't let little things go. And so it's like for this, and she doesn't actually say it that way. That's just how I interpret it. But, um, but like, you know, when we have these kids Christmas programs, should we be after listening to this episode, maybe do you, maybe you're like, I don't, I don't know about some of this. I'm going to do some research, but you and me, if we believe these certain things, should we stop and be like, um, yo, miss, miss Karen, um, there's not a star and get rid of the wise men and get rid of the camels and get rid of the, get rid of the cave, get rid of the innkeeper, get rid of all this crap. Cause that's not the Christmas story. Should we do that? Or should we just let it be what it be joke with our kids and say, well, why do we put the wise men? Well, because we have 20 minutes to do this entire thing. I think it, <laughs> I think it depends on if you're teaching it as tradition or teaching it as scripture. Okay. Cause tradition, if you're teaching it as theology, I think you need to teach it right. But if, what about like nativity? Because I put up nativity. If you're if you're teaching as tradition, I don't. Th I mean, hey, this is a tradition. This is why we do it. We do it because because the wise men are part of the Christmas story. But Christmas isn't just the one day. The Christmas story is so much bigger. Sure, but on Easter Sunday, do you let your kids go out and do Easter eggs? Yeah, because it's tradition, right? Yeah, it's it has just, nothing it's just, to do with the theology of anything, right? No, nope. Jesus wasn't going around hopping around pop popping out eggs full of candy, was he? I sure, hope, <laughs> I sure hope not. So, I mean, th th that's Wait, my, Can we talk about Easter eggs and Easter bunnies? Because bunnies don't lay eggs. Well, that's a topic for Easter time. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but I think it follows the same train of thought in my mind of, hey, we're it's a tradition. We're doing this as a tradition. And I think for as parents, I think it's very important that we teach our children that, hey, we're doing this because it's tradition, not because it's true. Here's the truth, and teach them the difference. Uh, 
I don't teach my kids that Santa Claus is real. I teach them that it's tradition. This is what Santa Claus represents. He represents the spirit of Christmas, but he's not real. Jesus being born in a stable that's perfectly, you know, symmetrical and all these animals just came out of about. a cave too. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, it's a nice tradition. It represents the story, but it's not the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, am, I, am I making sense what it I'm does. saying? It does. It's, it's, I look at it, and it's like I'm – this is where I struggle because I'm not, I, I'm not a confronter, so I would never confront someone over this. But it's more of how do we make sure our kids and, and does I guess this is more so it with with how we were taught the Christmas story. Sure, I don't want to say how we were taught, but how books tell us and other things like that. Normally, when I read the books, I'll be like, "Hey, you know the Magi? They didn't show up right when Jesus was born. He may have been he may have been the same age as as Lucy when right. he was born." Right. Um. And so, like, I I mention that sometimes, but it's more of does that take away from the story? I don't think it does. We're not adding anything to the story. I think, I mean, it. I think we add when we say there was no room for, because that's basically if we say there was no room for Joseph at his own family's house, that can change the story. Well, I don't think it changes the events of what took it, I place. Mean, Jesus is still born. He's still born and placed in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's it. I mean, that that's the that's the premise of the story. I think that's why I say when, I think when you're teaching theology, I think it's it's always a good thing to have the facts. When you're teaching tradition, let it slide. I mean, that's just the way I, I view it. And to me, I'm not the type of person to go to somebody that's teaching their kids some other way and be like, oh, you're teaching your kids wrong. Here's the truth. I mean, if we're going to talk about it like we are on this podcast, sure, let's talk about it. Um, but I'm not going to go bash people over the head because they got their theology wrong. <laughs> but I think it's fair to say as kids, or when we teach our kids, like this is what the Bible says right. about the Christmas story. Right. And I think there's a lot of, I don't know if we try to embellish the Christmas story a little bit. Well, be part of it. I've even seen stories where Santa Claus flies in and gives Jesus a, a gift. <laughs> I mean, have you seen stuff like that? I have not. It's interesting stuff, but that's what I mean. It's, there's stories that can be told, and then there's the truth. So if you're going to teach truth, teach truth. If you're going to te- say this is what the Bible says, then say what the Bible says. And then if you're going to just tell a story, then just tell a story. Then just tell a story. So I sing the We Three Kings still. I like it. It's one I of, enjoy it's, that one. It's one of my favorite Christmas carols. Angels We Have Heard on High is one of my all-time yeah. favorite. Heart the Herald Angel Sings. Joy to the World's a good one. Silent Night, honestly, is not my Pe- favorite one. Pentatonic Sonic. Sonic. Yo. Dude. Their song right, is awesome. Little, like the, the little drummer boy, load of crap, but really fun song. I've been jamming out to Pentatonics Christmas all day, so all, yeah, all like seriously. Well, like is that your, is that your stuff though? Is, is Pentatonics like, Christmas like Pentatonics is my jam? Christmas and Hawk Nelson. I don't and like it. Weezer. I don't like much more of what Pentatonics has to offer, but I love their Christmas. Have album. you have you listened to their Amazing Grace? I have. That's some good stuff too. Yep. But hey, before we let people go on their Merry Christmas way, we got to end the show right. You ready? Let's do it. Time for Fun Facts We always do our head nods every time. All right, my dude. Let's send these people on their merry, merry Christmas way. Man, you like ended that really quick. You like slid down. We didn't even get to I'm hear sorry. the good Piper laugh. Oh, we missed the Piper laugh? Yeah. What are you doing? Um, You're not. I'm, I was trying to end it. at. I was thinking I got to get the Christmas song pulled back up that wow. we had. All right, dude. Anyway, so fun, fun fact, fact do to the you day? have? Did you know that eggnog dates back to the medieval times? Eggnog, eggnog, eggnog. I'm like, what? Eggnog, yeah. Eggnog, eggnog. Gotta drink some of that there, eggnog. Uh, Eggnog is a signature beverage of the holiday season and one that has a history dating all the way back to medieval times Hmm. and a drink called Passat, made with sweetened and spiced milk curdled with ale or wine and served hot, according to Healthline. Monks in the 13th century enjoyed the mixture with the addition of eggs and figs. Like, that honestly kind of just sounds gross. When it's worded that way, it legitimately sounds gross. I mean... I don't like eggnog in general. My I, dad oh, liked I it, love but I, I do not like eggnog. I love eggnog, but I like... Uh, people are like, oh, is it spiked, or is it, you know, spiked eggnog? No, I don't drink the spiked eggnog. I don't drink any of that crap, No. I just, but eggnog straight up with a little cinnamon dashed. I drink way too much. I mean, I drink a lot of coffee, but during Christmas season, I drink way too much coffee. 
and hot I chocolate. Don't, I, I drink a lot of hot chocolate and a lot of eggnog. And speaking of hot chocolate, our new RTC mugs would be perfect for some hot co- hot cocoa. By the fire. You know, I just realized something. We didn't talk about our coffee sponsorship today. today <laughs> Brew it I mean, Well, today we drink uh, stuff from the Kalamazoo Coffee Company. We do. Local, some local stuff. Sure. But remember, brewitforwardcoffeeco.com. It's a little late to get that Christmas present for somebody, but maybe a New Year's present. Or a birthday present for Mark. Or, oh. Uh, I, I already get their coffee. I'm good. <laughs> or, or you could just buy some for yourself because you worth it. So, use the coupon code RTC today to get 10% off any bag order that's a solo bag. But if you do the coffee subscription, it's cheaper for you, free shipping, but you can't use the coupon code for the for the, for the subscription. But give it a shot. Um, Rodney Buse over at What Does the Bible Say? Got what the does Ethi- the Bible say? He did the Ethiopian roast, and then we've done a lot of the other ones. Yeah. But there's some good, good, good coffee that is over there. But hey, just like always, we want you guys to reach out to us over at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. That's where you can find all the stuff, including links to the social channels, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I mean, we got Twitter. We over there, too. We got the email address, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you have just a few more days to get yourself in the entry. How do the people get to the entry again, Fuller? They either PM, DM, or email us, text us, whatever your preference of method is, and uh, send us your email address and your favorite Christmas memory. I'm so excited to hear people's Christmas memories, bro. That'd be dope. And then we gonna ship this out to you as fast. And the nice thing is, is it's not like some weird drop ship. Like, we just order and it goes. Like, I mean, it's not, yeah, I mean. It took you, what, a week to get yours? Week and a half? It, I've already got the cup. It's already boxed up, ready. We just got to have a name oh, to send right. it to. that's right. Because you shipped it to yourself and then we ship it out. Yeah. I love it. Well, guys, we love you guys. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And I, we're going to see them before New Year's, aren't we, buddy? We are, buddy. We sure are. So come back next week. And what are we talking about for New Year's? Uh, we are talking about 10 questions to reflect on this past year. It's going to be a good one, my friend. It is. Well, hey, Merry Christmas, Fuller. Merry Christmas, buddy. And guys, until next time. Take it easy.